Now, it's time to pile on with Action Sports Jack's Brent Martineau and Dan Hicken. Today's sports podcast is brought to you locally by Jenkins Hyundai. Welcome to the family. Everybody, welcome into the Action Sports Jack's Pile On podcast. Brent Martineau along with Stuart Weber. Yay, that's me. Dan Hicken has the week off. Uh, He is still a part of Action Sports Jack's, just has the week off. We have gotten that question. We have had that question. Uh, he will return next week. Uh, he will be going to the Pro Bowl along with you. Yep. We will be headed to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. And we now know the Jaguars have a coaching staff that can try to figure out this offense. That was the news on Wednesday after some anticipation. So uh, here we go. John Filippo is the guy. And does that mean Nick Foles? is the future quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the obvious connection because uh, Foles, of course, played in Philadelphia. And Coach Flip, much easier to say than that is DiFilippo. Uh, coach Flip uh, was with the Eagles as a quarterback coach in 2016 and the Super Bowl winning season in 2017. Yeah, it's as simple as that. I mean, so they're the, that's, connect that's the, the dots. Yeah, let's connect the dots. So, uh you know, there's a lot that needs to go on to hear about who the acquisition will be, how much money it will be. I think people are leaving guys like Teddy Bridgewater out of the equation here. Uh, probably a more reasonably priced quarterback that's looking for an opportunity. Uh, so I don't think it's a guarantee that Nick Foles is the guy. But keep in mind, if the Jags want Foles or Flacco, one of those top guys, they don't have a lot of competition. The Redskins probably need a quarterback. They need to revamp the quarterback situation. But with Alex Smith out, and, and the money that's tied to him, that might be a difficult thing to do, uh, even more difficult than what the Jags have on their hands with the Blake Bortles contract. Uh, Miami is a, certainly a, a possibility if they revamp. Tannehill is very expensive this year. They also could try to restructure if that would be the case. Uh, and then I think Denver's the other option, but I, I actually don't know if they're going to move on from Case Keenum. They only have him for one more year, so... Uh, how different is he than all these other guys? They'll ask themselves. So uh, there's a lot to discuss, a lot that will happen by the time we get to March. And really the first domino has to fall too. They have to get rid of Blake Bortles first. And while everybody else thinks it's a foregone conclusion, myself included, uh, it has to happen before you really get to speculate who's the next guy other than a draft pick. And you have to wonder when they're going to do that. Because, of course, you got the, I think it's the June 1st date. Uh, yeah. When you're talking money. And yeah. the Blake Bortles decision, make no bones about it, it's performance. But there's also a good chunk that, that's money tied to it because you, you don't want to spend that kind of money on a guy who you don't believe is going to be your quarterback. Absolutely. Uh, the, the money is is really the big issue. Uh, but also it's one of the reasons why it's difficult to get away from it because of the dead money, the guaranteed money of $6.5 million. You bring up the June 1st date. Now, what's interesting about that is you can declare that now. Correct. And so he knows what his future is and that helps the player out also helps the team out so how they declare this how they figure out the money john idzik will help do that but uh he's good at he's good at that and he's supposed to be good at that so uh yeah it's fascinating but at least you can start to figure things out now you get the coaches in place and then we can now just hone in on the players what i've been saying all along is the jags need more than just quarterback. They need a playmaker at wide receiver. They need a playmaker in the tight end spot, along with what else they got, assuming people come back that we think they will healthy 
and ready to go. One of those guys, including Leonard Fournette, you were at Jags headquarters on Wednesday. Fournette continues to be a big topic even in the offseason. From should they trade him, many said yes, see what you can get for him. Then last week, a meeting with the Jags brass confirmed today by Doug Marone that they did meet, and it was apparently a good meeting. Yeah, that, that's the the sense that you get from, from obviously, Coach Marone's comments on Wednesday is that he was excited about the future because he feels like Leonard got the message and they were able to understand what Leonard was saying. Because, you know, it's it's a two-way street. It's not it's not one way, although obviously it's going to be a lot of one way, you know. Um, but at it the was same, one way when they took the guarantees away. Uh-huh, it certainly was. But you, you have to be able to, to listen as well uh, when you're in those sort of situations. And I, I think the big thing that I got from today – was how big that hiring of Coach Rubisky is as that running backs coach because of the fact that he hasn't coached running backs in a long time. Yes, it's a mid eighties. Yeah, uh, that's a long time. That's that's my life. Yeah, you know, it, it's been a long time. But Coach made the point that Coach Rubisky is the type of guy who can connect with anybody, and once you connect with somebody, you're gonna get the most out of that player. And, and I'm paraphrasing from what Coach Marone said, but he feels like that's. That's what they needed in, in this running back room, and it's hard to argue with that. And and, and not just obviously with Leonard Fournette, but uh, I mean you saw it with T.J. Yeldon at the end of the year. Uh, the things we've heard about Carlos Hyde, as far as does he have a future with this team, to be determined. You, you talk about the the money you can save. You have no no hit against the cap, nope. but at the same time, are you going to find somebody with that skill set for that amount of money in the NFL? As, as a guy off the street free agent kind yeah, of Yeah, it's about $4.5 million next year for Carlos Hyde. The problem is, I think he might have been a bigger problem than even Leonard Fournette and T.J. Yeldon in that room that's the, a problem. the back half of the year, which is absolutely astounding that that could even happen. But that's what I hear, and that might have been the case. So, yeah, the Jacks have to revamp the whole running back room. They do have Rawls in, the, the former Seattle yeah. back, and, and we'll see what that means. Who Losing knows? Uh, Yelled in the free agency. Corey Grant to free agency is one people uh, yes. don't don't remember, you know, because he went on IR midseason. But and that Liz Frank is tough to come back from. Yeah, it's rough. So uh, that's a hard thing to do. But uh, one wrap up thought on Fournette, and, and you kind of hinted at it. You said, "Hey, it's a two way street," and, and I think it is in this regard too. Terry Rubisky might be a perfect fit for him. Uh, you know, guy from New Orleans, LSU con- uh, background too, and, and all that. It might be a, a great match. Uh, Doug Marone sitting down at, uh, with Leonard Fournette. And, and ironing some things out, that might be a good thing. The bottom line here is Leonard Fournette has to figure this out. Yeah, It doesn't matter what everybody else says if he doesn't figure it out. He has to decide he wants to live up to being a top-five pick. He wants to be great. He can sit on this contract, or he can be kind of a bust um, type of label over the next couple of years and it not pan out. But he has to decide in this offseason what he needs to do to get healthy, be ready to play, stop the shenanigans. And I think a bigger part of that for his wallet, my guess is what happened in that meeting last week. is said, hey, we took away your guarantees. It, the only thing that does is it guarantees we don't have to give it to you. you but can you get can it. still earn it yeah. back. And that's a big part of this for me. If you had $7 million hanging over a season or two seasons in the next couple of years, my guess is you're going to try to do everything you can in your power to get that $7 million. That's just human yeah, that, nature. That's, that's, that's not football player, greed. That's human nature. You jump right into what I was about to say. It goes beyond football. It, 
people can't do it for you. You have to go out there and, and do it yourself. And and that's at the, the center of this this kind of deal we're talking about where he has to want to do it on the field and to be that guy. And uh, to, to use an example, and I don't know if it's the right example, but you, you think about a guy like Justin Blackman from a few years yeah. ago. Uh, all these issues, all these demons – did he what what was bigger what was more important for him in his in his life yeah and and it proved not to be football yeah absolutely and, and now like you said you said a little different because of yeah the, yeah it's different the but, disease of that but sure. at the same time your your point is is right on and and uh you have to decide you have to do it yourself all the help people could give even a Justin Blackman it didn't matter if he didn't help himself right and that's our point in this uh, all right uh, so the Jags we'll see what happens we'll be at the senior bowl in mobile we'll be at the super bowl in a couple of weeks again Jalen Ramsey to the pro bowl uh, you know i still haven't dis- I, has there all the alternates been named i guess we'll find out no. after this weekend so we got to see who's going to the super bowl yeah Calais Campbell Miles Jack i think are near the top of the list of potential uh uh alternates so we'll see if those guys could join Jalen in Orlando, as Calais play in the Pro Bowl, yeah, I don't know. It, it really, I, I think we could still ask the same question to Jalen. His plan is to be there, but what is that knee like? Nobody's really asked him, or we haven't had an update on the knee. Like, what if he goes out there and he, he doesn't feel right? Could he not play in the Pro? You know, all those things could come into play. So uh, we'll wait and see. But uh, you guys will make a trip to Orlando next week, and again, we'll be in Mobile. House of Mouse. Here we come. Let's talk uh, a little college football. Uh, because it's crazy right now with all these transfers. Uh, I, I saw a great tweet from our uh, our colleague down in Orlando, Christian Brewey, yeah. uh, saying uh, college football free agency better than NBA free agency. Well, and that's hard to beat, by the way. Yeah. Um, so much so drama NFL in that, free yeah. agency. But, but this is crazy now. I mean, you got Tate Mortel going from Ohio State to Miami, and the reason he did that, Justin Fields going from Georgia to uh, Ohio State. Now you have Jalen Hurts going to Alabama, from Alabama to Oklahoma. Now DeAndre Francois is back at Florida State. James Blackman, the word was Wednesday, although there was some conflicting word that Blackman has entered the transfer portal. Not ended up anywhere yet, but he's entered it. Kelly Bryant from Clemson went to Arkansas already earlier, uh, or really late in 2018. And who am I missing? Brandon Wimbush goes from Notre Dame to UCF. Yeah. I'm missing a big one still, aren't I? Uh I think you got the big ones. Did I get all the big ones? I think so. But that's a lot going on. There's a lot. Justin Fields? I said Justin Fields. Maybe that was one I thought I was missing. I mean, those are big-time names in college football. Those are Heisman kind of candidates. Not all of them, but some of them. That uh, now are If not this year, the next year. Yeah, I mean, those guys are all jockeying around now and and heading to different schools. Uh, It's a big win for Miami, it looks like. They need a quarterback. And we have no idea how good this guy is, Martell. But it's a good win for them because they need it. Manny Diaz looks like he's off to a good start. Uh, It really could hurt Taggart. Francois no given to play in the summer and even in the fall. He might just be trying to finish up classes so he could do the same thing and get out of Tallahassee. Uh, So Taggart could be in some trouble there. Ohio State's obviously fine. Oklahoma, nobody's better. Lincoln Riley is just blessed. Because three years in a row now, he's going to have what looks to be a pretty darn good quarterback. Although, don't oversell Jalen Hurts. He has are, to are you starting the Jalen Hurts for Heisman? No, campaign? I'm not. Okay, I, I think that's oversold. Checking. I mean, he's yeah. not a throw no, he's as not. good of a player as Mayfield or this Kyler Murray was. He's a heck of a leader, though. And he's a good player. I don't, I don't want to say he's not good, but he's a different kind of player. I think he has still – if, they, if, if uh, Lincoln Riley makes him into a Heisman candidate – 
than, than uh, Lincoln than Riley Lincoln will be Riley. coaching in the NFL the next year. You, you would think. I mean, I don't think his stock would ever be higher. So fascinating go, what's going on now before in between signing days. Yeah. December signing the day. The two right signing Christmas, days thing, yeah. And now uh, the February one coming up, Super Bowl week. It, college football is a weird deal. It's hard. You almost need a program now in college football. It, it's different. It certainly is different. And it, it's funny because we, we talk about – we say the words free agency – and it kind of has that feel to it, right? When you think about NFL free agency, you, you think about guys that, you know, that team just wasn't willing to pay the money for this guy. So even if you're getting the best free agents, you're still getting guys their original team didn't want. When you think about college football free agents, you're thinking about guys that either thought they couldn't beat out the other quarterback, because we're really talking about quarterbacks more than any other position, or you're talking about guys who didn't want to wait, who didn't feel like they should wait their turn, that they need to be on that field right now. Yep. So the thing I question is I wonder about the mentality of some of these guys. Who who has been the best kind of graduate transfer one-year step-in kind of guy? Uh, the the, the, old, the, the uh, poster child for in terms of players that are good – and I think he's actually gotten better because of his NFL career more so than what he did when he transferred, even though I think he was pretty good that year, is Russell Wilson. Yeah. From NC State to Wisconsin. That was before this was popular. And that was before – yes, you're right. That's before this became an every – you know, now, now a multiple-time-a-year type of thing. Um, I'm trying to think of who else, and I think I am missing another one. Now, like Baker Mayfield – transferred but he wasn't a he grad wasn't like transfer one of those grad one yeah like appleby didn't work right right like, you know what I'll, I'll tell you the one that worked okay this year is the uh uh burrows joe burrow yeah or joe burrow went ohio to, state another ohio state guy yeah went to lsu and, and i thought obviously that panned out pretty well for lsu it, it wasn't unbelievable but it did pan out pretty well for him yeah and, and that, that that was just kind of the thing i'm thinking about is like how many of these guys are 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 getting what they hoped for. If you're a guy like Burroughs, you wanted to be the starting guy, you got to be the starting guy. You look at a guy like Jeff Driscoll who who left Gainesville and, you know, went to La Tech. What's yeah. he doing now? Oh, I don't know. He started games in the NFL this year. He got that chance yes. to prove himself when if he'd have stayed at Florida, he'd have been on the bench another year because Absolutely. he'd have been passing the depth chart. That's what Kelly Bryant's trying to do. Right. And you're right. Uh, Burroughs made a good move. It was worked out well. It was a smart move. So it does work out. Sometimes it does. I think – Nowadays, if a guy's not going to New York to maybe get the Heisman Trophy, that means you didn't do well. Well, that's not true. I mean, some of these guys have panned. Like, you just brought up two great examples Did of you guys. you put what you wanted to on tape. That's right. And, uh, and and it turned into something more for some of these guys. And even, like, a guy like Appleby, he's playing in this new league, yeah, the, right? Uh, he's playing for Spurrier. Football. So he's still playing football somewhere. So it, it Battling with former there. Jags third stringer Stephen Morris. That's on right. That Orlando Apollo's roster. Are you interested in that at all? Hashtag take aim. I am. I love yeah. football. Yeah. There won't be any football when it's on, so I'll watch it. Yeah, I am too, actually. You know? I, I don't know. We'll have to see it, we'll yeah. to, how I feel during the time, but I am intrigued by it. I think they're doing a nice job putting this thing together. Um, it doesn't feel just kind of like this gimmicky thing. It feels like a real thing. And uh, the people that have it, the names. With it I mean, the names for really sure. Good. Yeah. So, can it survive though? There are so many people that just say it's sure. real. Unless you get a big TV deal, and CBS is doing that game, yeah. And their CBS Sports Network, I believe, is doing the rest of the games. But unless you get a big TV deal, or it's really you, hard to survive, or you get backed by the NFL. 
Like if the NFL says, you know what, this kind of feels like the minor league thing we've been looking for that there just hasn't existed uh, for all these years because there really isn't a minor league to the NFL. You can say there's the Canadian Football League, but it's got different rules. It's it's got different quirks to it. College football is the college football is, but it's a different sport. Yeah, half the time. You know, so so this could be that minor league and that chance for for late bloomers. Uh, you know, this chance for them to kind of develop those guys who really only hit it when they're 24, 25, uh, you know, the ones who are maybe bag baggers at a grocery store, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, so I've heard of a guy like, yeah, that. I heard of a guy who could turn that into a uh, hall of favor. That's right. So maybe that's, that's where they get that support from. Cause if the NFL puts its dollar behind it, you're good, you're good to go. Yeah. No matter what you're yeah. fine. It's oh, going to yeah. be great. It's going to work. Now the question is, you're not competing with the NFL per se in the fact that the games are, you know, starting the week after the Super Bowl and running, I think it's a 10, 10 week schedule. Um, so you're not competing with that, but you're, the NFL is a 12 month a year league. So you are competing with the NFL because this is the time of year the NFL wants you to be thinking about free agents, thinking about the combine, thinking about the draft. Now, are those able to coexist? In which case, the NFL should love this. The NFL should be happy about this. Well, and this is where the, I think the genius of it is, is it fits in the window where scouts are scouting, right? The combine you just said. Pro days are going on in March. Uh, the the, uh, the league year starts in March. The NFL draft in April. So if the season goes over February through March, which uh, through April, which it does, well, now you're giving more tape to NFL scouts that are watching where some uh, some scout might be either down in Orlando or flipping on a TV and saying, hey, wait wait a minute here. Let's check. Let's do all our homework. This this guy might have slipped through the cracks. So um, I, I think it's fascinating. I really do. I, I, I don't want to say, like, oh, my gosh, I can't right, wait. Right, right. But I am anticipating something that's going to work, I feel, at least at the outset. I feel like they're making good decisions, which is one of the, the key things that you need to do to be successful in this sort of venture. You need to not make yes. the horrible decisions. True. You know, like bringing on head coaches from Argentina to, <laughs> to manage your team and paying them an absorbent amount of money to pick up players from Australia. I digress. Armada. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, but you need to make Good, sound decisions, and they're bringing in brand-name head coaches. They're putting players who played their college games on the teams in that region. Yeah. So you got a team in Birmingham. Guess what? Stacked with Alabama, Auburn guys. You got a reason for maybe people to say, hey, that's that's a guy I loved watching on Saturdays. I'm going to go watch him here in this game on a Sunday. Yeah. So they're making these, these good decisions. I'm curious to see – this is probably over by OTAs, right? Yeah, it is. Ten, ten weeks over by OTAs. How many of these guys get a spot in one of those, you know, the practice workouts, and then maybe some of them catch on to the ninety? Uh, they're fresh because they they just well not fresh they've been playing, but they they're not fresh. The word uh, they're they're ready to go. They're they're in well, season. They're in season shape. You know? Yeah, they're in shape. They're in shape. They're they've shown what they can do. How many of them are going to get a chance in OTAs this summer? Yeah, I think, hey, here's the poster child for us in terms of that. All those fields that you're just talking about is Johnny Wolford. You know, and now he's not playing locally, but he'll play locally. Arizona he'll, shots, yeah, he's playing out in Arizona, but he was a guy that got a look here in Jacksonville. They worked him out. He was on the Jets roster a couple different times last year. He kept the football thing alive to the point where he's now playing in this and still young enough, just a year or so out of school, where it's a, if he starts playing well and starts 
uh, maturing even more and catches somebody's eye, he'll get another crack to be in a camp in August. A practice which, squad guy. As long as you're in a camp, yep. you got a chance to show some good tape. So, uh, again, that starts up the week after the Super Bowl. We'll have to go check that out in Orlando. It's going to be pretty fun. One more thing on this. each of So there's eight teams in this league, right? They're each technically affiliated, according to the league, with four NFL teams. They're not The NFL teams aren't affiliating themselves with these, but they each have four NFL teams attached to them. Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what it's going to mean for their players come after the season, but if you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, it's not the Orlando Apollos. It's, in fact, the Atlanta Legends That's right. you want to keep an That's eye right. on, even though their head coach bailed like a week ago. <laughs> there we go. Brad Childress. Oh, yeah? He said, I'm out. Former Viking. Yeah. So he didn't like it. No. Uh, we'll see if it survives. It'll be a, it'll be something uh, to watch. Uh, hey, we're a couple days into our new uh, radio show, ESPN 690 AM. Wait, that's not what this is? This is something different. Okay. Uh, we have so many different things going on right now. We're changing offices. We're sitting in the new office right now, which, by the way, the change to the office and the radio thing, way better than the, the, the whole idea was presented to me. And Both times. Yeah, no. yeah. Like the radio, I'm excited about. It's fun. Austin Lane, uh, you've been able to stop in. Marcel Robinson has been able to stop in. We've had some of the ESPN guys, Stu Gotts and uh, Trey Wingo didn't call today. We think he's going to call tomorrow. Uh, Mike Golick on Monday. You know, some of those things. We're taking on the road of the Mobile and, and the Super Bowl, uh, having some fun with it. This office, I wasn't excited about. We're, we just moved down the hall into a different office here at the Cox same, Media same Group footage. TV Studios. And uh, – I think it's a better fit. We got two new TVs. We got new desks. We got new chair. I mean, you did a lot of good work, by the way. I still have to move some of my stuff, and a lot of credit to you this week. It's uh, all the things we've been asking for for all these years, but we haven't gotten. But I think with the fresh start, the new the new spot, they're just like, yeah, we'll give you whatever you want. And, well, we took advantage of that. Yes. Shout out to Roger Bahadur, uh, who's a main engineering guy who's really been doing a lot of the installing. Like, he put these TVs on the walls to where you don't see the wires. Like, right. I don't know how to do that. I'd have just had the wires hanging and maybe, you know, found some way to camouflage them or something. <laughs> but he, he he knows how to do all that stuff. And, uh, you know, when they were coming in here, sizing stuff up, he's like, yeah, let's put a 55-inch there, 55-inch there. And I'm like, okay, Roger, now we're talking. It's awesome. Uh, it looks good. Uh, By the way, it benefits Roger. How's that? So he has to go pick this stuff up, right? Yeah. Who's got a Best Buy Rewards account? Ah, good job, Raj. Attaboy, Raj. Yes, Raj helps us with all the Jags coverage on Sundays, content yep. and a kickoff as well, so big part of the team. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff happening here uh, at Action Sports Jacks. And with that being said, uh, welcome to Jenkins Hyundai uh, of Jacksonville. We appreciate uh, their sponsorship of the podcast. And drive, Action Sports drive by Jacks it all Prime the time. time. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. I was over there the other day, beautiful new uh, showroom. Uh, I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to promote them and pump them up right now, but uh, I just didn't want to say thank you for the uh, support of the podcast. We do appreciate uh, that. One final thing. you uh, I watched with you in here tonight The Mask. The Masked Singer. The, oh, the yeah, yeah. The Mask is a Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, you're right. I've actually seen The Mask. That's shocking. Yeah, that's good. It was that's, a good movie. It's good. It is. Yeah. It's a classic. Uh, but The Masked Singer, yeah, which is idiotic in its in its Premise. premise yeah fox 30 by the way you can catch it on uh, wednesday nights at nine o'clock but also fantastic in, in a way and uh you're on a roll with this you've been watching from day one i just kind of caught it there's only tonight. been three episodes and so they got 12 
celebrities. I'll do that with some air quotes because you know they're not they're not super super big names, but you know they're. Well, tonight's was. Tonight's was. There's been three episodes. Each episode, uh, one of these masked singers. You don't see them when they're performing, so you have to guess based off the voice. And based off some clues that they gave you, right? Yeah. Um, I'm costumes, pre- by the way, are like straight out of like Vegas. Yeah, no, they've got some very intricate costumes for sure. And they've unveiled one each episode. I'm three for three. So give me the you you guessed who? Uh, the first one I guessed was Antonio Brown. Okay, Steelers wide receiver, for future Jacksonville Jaguar. That's it. Uh, second one was Tommy Chung of Cheech and Chong Cheech fame. Chong. Uh, one of the best Christmas skits ever. That was one of the clues. That uh, Up in Smoke was one of the clues. Oh, really? It was a bumper sticker on a car that he drove away in. <laughs> and so that that led me to believe it was Cheech or Chong. And so I went Chong. And then uh, this one was Terry Bradshaw. I actually I actually guessed Terry Bradshaw off the initial episode, uh, but he survived. To you this were all week. over this one, yeah. It was all over Terry Bradshaw from the get-go. I am I am out of uh, of ones that I'm going to get from here on in. Though. You can't figure any of that. I don't know. Yeah. I've I've had a hard time with some of them. And the problem is, you go on like you go online. That's that's the genius of shows like this. Sometimes is that you you talk about interaction and social media. And if you go on social media and you put in hashtag the masked singer, people are giving their guesses. People are like, oh no, it's got to yeah. be that. And then in true Twitter form, no, you're an idiot. It's this person <laughs> instead. Well. Uh, Here's the beauty of this, though, Stuart. Yeah. Here's where they've got it figured out. Because most shows, even say an American Idol or whatever, you'll DVR it and go back and watch. Yes. But this one feels almost like a got live it. sporting event. you got to watch you, it. You're missing even if you're 10 minutes behind. You want to be involved in the social media, mm-hmm. the, the Facebook, the, the Twitter, the discussion. And that's the genius of it. Yeah, you, you don't want to watch it on delay because then you might get it ruined for you. You yeah. might pop on Twitter and be like, oh, and the winner was of this one, Terry Bradshaw. And you're like, oh, no, it's Terry. But, but by the way, sorry for anybody who DVR'd this. And <laughs> going back to watch it a little bit later. Oh, if they if they listen to the podcast before they watch the DVR, that's their own fault. I mean, I, thank you to our loyal listeners. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, that that's a, a good point that I hadn't even thought about is that it is – Kind of, you got to watch it live kind of deal. All right. Uh, well, the, the masked singer. It is interesting. Uh, it lured me in today. I'm not going to lie. All right. Uh, Action Sports Shack, Stuart Weber, Brent Martineau. We'll welcome back Dan Hicken, hopefully the fold next week, although we're all over the place these next couple of weeks. So catching up with one another could be uh, more difficult uh, than it sounds. And uh, by the way, I think I'm getting a cold. Like no, right I've now, got that. As no, we I, p- I picked up on that. Uh, as like, I think I'm actually like, it's happening right now. Well, the good like, news. On this pop, my nose is dripping. Yeah. The my, good. The good news is, is getting, uh, uh, you're solo God. the next two days, so that's the good news. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> everyone else is off the next. Just two have days. a lot of Kleenex around. There you go. Uh, but uh, you know what's crazy is it, it didn't come from the new radio studio because the thing's brand new and nobody else uses it. True. So now maybe there was there was a good amount of dust. Yeah, that's what cleaning I was up the old office, putting stuff in the new office. And I've been a kind of a it's been a mixture for me because the allergies right now are awful. That's what I hear. Yeah, it's I've never good. affected by allergies. Yeah, this time right now these last couple of weeks have not been great. So uh, a little combination of everything. But anyway, there we go. Take a few uh, Advil and, and see you in the morning. As Bless simple as that. Oh goodness, uh, I, there's that sounds like a commercial. Used to be a commercial like that or something. I don't know. Take your word. All right. See you, Weber. All right. Get out of here. That's the Action Sports Shacks Pylon Podcast, everybody. Talk to you again next week, probably from Mobile at the Senior Bowl in Orlando at the Pro Bowl.
You've been listening to Action Sports Jacks Pile On with Brent Martineau and Dan Hicken. Today's sports podcast has been brought to you locally by Jenkins Hyundai. Welcome to the family.